Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yotis B, welcome back. It's The Sportive. I've got John here. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. Stuart? Savvy. Huh. All right. Hmm. Uh, Boy, it has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. I, um, I've missed you both so much. Brandon, yeah. with your decision to move across the country every other year and then move into another house just because you like moving all the time, I'm surprised we've ever recorded a podcast. So it's just good to know that we're all here together again. I appreciate the very subtle... Minnesotan passive aggressive finger pointing at me. Uh, I mm-hmm. would argue, it wasn't, except that that's it wasn't perfectly all accurate. that subtle. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Uh, that is accurate. I'm. Uh, this is on me. My bad. But instead of the uh, pleasantries and the I miss yous, let's just get right into some sports, John. Uh, it's been oh, I don't One know, week. three weeks. It's been, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We're back, baby. <laughs> uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked to you, John, and uh, I want to know how you're feeling about uh, the Gopher football, Gopher Nation. Can you talk to me? Well, I'm a conflicted man, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely conflicted. On the one hand, it has been almost a half century since I've been alive that the Gophers have lost only two Big Ten Conference games. That's probably the lowest bar for a good season. It's the least you can possibly do and still have a hope of winning the conference. And so back at the start of the season, and especially halfway through the season, when they had gotten to the point where they had Penn State and Northwestern and Iowa and Wisconsin left on the schedule, I said that if they beat Northwestern and win one of the other three games, that would qualify as a, and I'm quoting myself here, damn good season. And so it would be hard to go back on that now. But what I've I've learned is that a 10-2 football season, including three non-conference wins against non-pushover non-conference opponents, a 10-2 football season with the two losses coming to Iowa and Wisconsin, is a special brand of hell that I have not previously experienced. God damn it, John. <laughs> for go for football. Because, <laughs> man. no way he ends this on a sour note. And then I saw it coming <laughs> a mile away, and it was like the Austin Powers thing where I kept standing there going, no, no. And instead of getting out of the way, I just 
stared at you and hoped you were going to say something else besides that. But you said it. Because, man, that Penn State <laughs> game, last time we had talked was right after the Penn State game. And that was just an amazing experience. You were flying so high. And then they went out and lost an extremely winnable game in Iowa, becoming, as every team that plays in Iowa City, another version of Iowa and just putting on Iowa's terrible uniforms and just an awful football game filled with awful mistakes and an awful outcome. And then turning around a couple weeks later and laying an egg at home against the team's biggest rivals with a trip to the Big Ten Championship game and likely the Rose Bowl on the line. Man, that sucked. It just sucked. You're right, John. It did suck. I want to argue with you, but uh, those were both painful, and they were just uniquely painful. They were such special little snowflakes of pain because, yes, one of them, they just shot themselves in the foot a thousand times, and they had a thousand chances to win, and the other one, boy, that second half against Wisconsin, that stung. It stung bad. It was almost exactly like the Vikings and the Eagles in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. Strong start. The you Gophers think it might be a blessed, a blessed season. This is it. They it's sc- going to happen for they us. They scored first, literally jumping up and down in my parents' basement where I was watching the game. Just the highest of highs, followed by three hours of repeatedly getting kicked by everything that was happening on screen. Just repeated bootings, and it just sucked. And I hate the state of Wisconsin, and I hate the state of Iowa, and I want them both removed from the history books. And I will go to any lengths to make this happen. Boy, if we could do that, we would have we undefeated season. Ten and zero. They just those states don't exist. I'll sign your petition. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, John, were, were you and Dave at the Wisconsin game? Oh, no. No, we were not at the Wisconsin game. Oh, okay. Because I yeah, think... Boy, that would have been... That, yeah, two soaking wet Marthollers and a lifetime of pain. I just, I don't think that's <laughs> anything anybody... I mean, anybody this wants. call is happening, isn't it? This is I'm true. I'm not calling from a prison phone. No. <laughs> that, that is true. Man. <laughs> So, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that in the same way, and I think we may have even said this on the season preview episode, but in the same way that beating Iowa and Wisconsin and losing all other 10 games is a successful season, winning the other 10 games and losing to Iowa and Wisconsin just has a special, it leaves a taste in one's mouth. You know, from a somewhat outsider's perspective, John, it sounds like 80% crazy talk. Maybe 90. Yes. That's my lowest ratio ever. <laughs> You're growing. You're maturing. Right. Uh, 20% sanity when it comes to go for football is my high, that's my high watermark. It's a good barometer, though, to actual go for football. If you say something like that, I do know for a fact that I have some other pals that would go, yeah, I agree with that. Two and 10, but those two wins would be a pretty fun season for us. And 10 and two with those two losses, it's kind of sucks for us. Um, the, the but thing anybody, that I'm a trying casual to remember. fan like me, that sounds, that just sounds 
if I hadn't heard other people say that, I'd say John has finally, finally lost it. He's been teetering <laughs> for a number of years. He's been so close to having it all gone. Right. And it finally left, and he is now a crazy person uh, screaming at clouds. But right. I think that you're not that uh, you're not on on an island there, which is good. Maybe I, after the after the final after the last game of the season after the Wisconsin game, PJ Fleck closed his news conference with a with a fairly epic minute and a half rant. Which I did we were, if we had better technical abilities and we cared more we would place that rant in right here but his the basic point of his rant was we're not going back it's not like it was before we're not going back to gopher football the way it was we have to let it go and i really have enjoyed buying into the pj fleck nonsense as you guys know but it was hard not to hear like Mortimer and Randolph Duke yelling, turn the machines back on at the end of, I was going to say coming to America, but that's not the correct movie title. Uh, Trading places, trading places is that movie. Um, that is correct. Yep. It, it was impossible not to look at him and think, Oh, Oh, PJ, you can talk all you want, but you don't understand how this goes we know we've we've sat through it so i guess next year is when we find out some things so next year well playing playing auburn in the outback bowl i guess that's somewhat exciting somewhat come on come on it's great it's a new year's day the New that, Year's Day Bowl. It's that's like good. A, it's, it's a real team and a real bowl game on New Year's Day. I mean, that's all you could have asked for at the start of the year, John. I'm positive that give... that's an actual college. Yeah, that's true. Yes. It's not the Music City Bowl or the Sun Bowl or the Motor City Bowl. So that's something. Yeah, I think we should be very excited. Join they're playing me, a team. They're playing a team that beat Alabama. Bo Jackson. That's true. And Bo they're playing a team with Bo Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's it's you. I am going to be the angel on your shoulder, John, and say this is a spectacular outcome for this football program. John, get out of the bitter barn and come play in the hay with me and Stu. I don't know what to say except, <laughs> damn it. Except I don't, I don't, I want to believe. This is I want to believe things are different. This is a gopher football intervention. Stu and I are not actually recording our audio. You waited this long for the gopher football intervention? <laughs> yes. We've been pretty busy, all the moving and whatnot. <laughs> you missed the last. Every year of my lifetime? Well, it's all the other interventions we had to throw for you mm -hmm. first. Yeah. <laughs> I was commuting a lot the last five years, Jack. I really couldn't do anything Stu besides did... drive. Stu, when it was snowing on Monday morning and you walked out of your out of your city dwelling and got on the choo-choo and rode it to work and walked a couple of blocks to work, how happy did you feel? 
There was a, a light in my heart and a skip in my step, John. It was awesome. Did you later do what you usually do, which is go to an overpass on I-94 and throw rocks at cars as they go by just to no. taunt them? No, no, because that, that would officially. be wrong, John. <laughs> Unofficially. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the downer part of it is that my oldest daughter uh, lives and works and goes to school down here now, and part of her job is driving. And uh, she actually did a 360 on Franklin Avenue on Monday afternoon. So that's, oh. what, I, that's what I worry about now is my uh, 20-year-old daughter driving and getting in an accident instead of me or my wife. Or uh, my wife, and it's I've replaced one worry with another one. So, so it's not but all sunshine and lollipops. Oh, it is not all sunshine and lollipops, and you know rainbows and everything. And, and Dave Marthaler. It's that's... just it's not it's not all you know that. It's still there's still there's still worry in my world, John and or Brandon. It's just different Thank you. worries. That does so. help. That does help me. Yeah, yeah. John, I have an actual football question for you. Okay. I didn't say this was interesting, but I did have to ask you. um, Are all of our good players going to play in the bowl game? I genuinely don't know the answer to that. A couple of them, probably, it doesn't make make a lot of sense. Yeah, I I won't even remember. You you would think, I mean, some guys are going to be draft picks, but at the same time, they get to play Auburn. I yeah, don't know right. how many of Auburn's guys. Yeah, I mean the good ones are going to skip the bowl game. The good ones who have a chance of being drafted absolutely should not play. And I would be probably Drew. No, they absolutely should not play. If they're listening well, what to if this, they and I know they are, for like their draft stock, could they make some more money? Then yes, then they yes they probably should if they think, think it will improve their draft stock. But I think but some of them like are pretty, pretty well locked in. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, I, if no, they're listening, no, they and I know us. they are. They sh- don't play. Don't play in the game. Chris Oppen Bell, don't play in the game. There, we Carter Coughlin, don't play in the game. Don't play. I, I see your reasoning, but if if you follow that reasoning very far, you look at it and say they shouldn't have played this year at all. <laughs> they should have just taken the year off and worked out. I think Stu will follow they really you. Should, I really think that's exactly right. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. right path. <laughs> yep, I'm. I'm all. I'm all. Correct. I agree again with. I agree exactly with where John's headed. <laughs> I just want uh, as I want Tyler as a St. Cloud State as a St. Cloud State grad. Stu is in agreement with his August institution that no one should play football. I that's would right. have to agree with that. That's uh, yep. I just want Tyler Johnson to play, and I want Rashad Bateman to play, and our sweet uncle Tanner Morgan, forty-seven mm-hmm. years old, <laughs> forty-seven in his thirty-third year. Inspiring, it is they're making a Disney movie out of him. It is weird that has someone who's the average age of the sportive listener playing quarterback for the Gophers. <laughs> <laughs> our target market behind center, <laughs> grumpy sports dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanner Morgan's three kids, the guy 11, who, nine, and six. <laughs> the guy who bought beer for us in high school, who also quarterbacks the Gophers, is uh, <laughs> just really, really shining through this year. <laughs> yep. Okay. So I'm trying to care about the bowl game. I really am. But 
we were talking about bowl games a little bit in the green room, and I basically realized I can remember. So you remember the bowl games. So you remember the bowl games. I remember some of the (laughs) ridiculous losses they've had over the years, and they got their asses kicked. Mike, you don't want to, but you do. Uh, yeah. They got their asses kicked by Mike Leach one year. Is that right? They were up by well, like 21. They were up like no, 41 to 3, and then Texas Tech <laughs> scored. You, you're laughing, but that's not all that far off the I group. know. That's why it's so – I don't know why that's funny to me. Maybe because, because I it's, it's, was not emotional. It's a Mike Leach football team that did that. And and then this year – yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, John. Did Mike Leach lose a worse game this year to UCLA? Yep. That was the game that got Glenn Mason fired. Yeah, the uh, the Washington State quarterback threw nine touchdowns and yes. lost. That was the game that they lost seventy oh, to seventy-seven. That, that's or amazing. Whatever. That is that is some Glenn Mason ass shit right there. Is throwing nine touchdowns and losing. <laughs> yep, that's Mike Leach football right oh, there. Oh man. Okay, uh, John, is there a good reason though? I had right. Gopher fever. And now I have to hold, I have to pause on my gopher fever for like five weeks. Why does this have to a happen? A great cure for your gopher fever is watching the gopher men's basketball team. John, that just seems cruel. Yeah, you don't take it out on me because you're sour. I still love this gopher football team. <laughs> That's the point of this podcast. <laughs> then what are we doing here? <laughs> us to take our sour, angry feelings out on each other. Oh, man. What are we even doing here if we're not taking our right. feelings I out? I am not here to make friends. Okay, John, I have one more gopher-related football question. Or college football question. Gopher yeah, adjacent. It's, it's adjacent. Sure. Um, I don't think we've talked about it, and I want to know your opinion. Are you a the playoff should be eight games guy? That's an interesting question. I think it Thank would, you. I think Thank it would you. be fun if the playoff somehow automatically rewarded the conference champions. Like if it was six teams yeah. and it was the five big five conference champions and then another conference champion or mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. eight teams and it was the five conference champions and three minor conference champions or something, whatever like that. The one thing I want to make sure of is that we exclude Notre Dame from any one of these plans. Of course. Yeah, of course. They don't have a conference, therefore they can't win a conference, therefore they're banned from college football. I'm in favor of it for purely nihilistic reasons, because what I want to do is the moment it gets expanded to eight teams, I want to start screaming and yelling that it should actually be 16 teams. So everybody who keeps saying, where does it end? Well, their heads will explode and they'll die and we'll never have to hear from them again. The slippery slope argument would be the funniest thing in the world to me. If like day two, they're like, eight, that was pretty good. 16 would be better just to see people lose their minds. Because that's the only real argument against it at this point. It's like, where does it all end? I think because right, it's not like there's game issues, right? You don't necessarily need to. There's plenty of time to play them. There's well, um, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. As as Stu has opined already in this podcast, more football is probably bad. So, just generally, almost speaking. definitely. Sure. Yeah, I I even saw they were sending some like you know local government officials to Seahawks games just to see the impact it was having on 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 America and I think uh well we'll just wait for the conclusions to come back from that. Right. 
Minnesota yeah, sent its best and brightest to Seattle. They sent a rep, civic rep, and we haven't heard back yet, right? They're still in the 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 data analysis. They're still doing their pivot table V lookup in the Excel to see what the results are. Well, near as we can tell, this particular representative has been under deep cover for about two years now. So deep cover. I uh, pretty sure he. I think he just took a fistful of edibles and tried to fly the space needle home. <laughs> That's too long of a title, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's it's Seven as as possible. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, well, that's the end of the podcast for tonight. Glad we could talk about That'll this. Do. It's not going anywhere, but downhill from here. Let's talk about other sports. Or other teams. Okay. Uh, well, it's the same sport, but it's another team. Um, Stu, I want to know what your uh, what time is it on the boner clock for you regarding the Minnesota Vikings? Your Minnesota Vikings. Um, it's weird. I think it's like nine o'clock. It's probably the best you can go. Nine. You can only give me nine. Huh. They can go. I mean, if they win out, they'll make the playoffs. If they go two and one, they'll finish eleven and five, and depending on how things go, there's a legitimate shot that they won't even make the playoffs at eleven and five. Which Insanity. means that the which means that the touchdown that the officials stole from the Vikings in week two will have a like basically given Green Bay home field in the playoffs and knock the Vikings out of the playoffs if that happens. I know this is a sensitive topic, but can you remind me of that touchdown? Um, the Vikings scored a touchdown and the, uh, officials in New York, the officials on the field didn't call anything, but New York like called Lambeau field and stole the touchdown from the Vikings for like some bullshit reason. I think it was because Stefan Diggs smiled too much or something and it made them uncomfortable. Too Too handsome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. So that was great. That was a fun thing. Um, Fuck. So I think yeah, you have to temper. I mean, they're they're a legitimately good football team that should be able to win at least one playoff game, and I mean, they possibly could actually make a decent run this year. I don't think it'll happen at this point. I just think they're too far behind, and um, the I, I I again our our friend in government and uh, the. Uh, editor of the Axis Vikings podcast has made it pretty clear that the NFL has it in for, you know, not letting the Vikings advance. And I have to think that he knows more than I do. And I I have to admit that I think he's probably right. He's in deep cover for a reason. It's not like he's just fiddle fucking yeah. around out, out in Seattle. He's getting intel and sending it exactly. to us. Exactly. The conspiracy so, yeah. corner. Yeah, that's, I don't even think it's. It's not even a conspiracy, man. It's. It's just that's just the way it is. It's out that's, there, and some things will never change. Conspiracy implies a certain amount of trying to hide it. This True. is just the way right. things yeah. are. Yeah, just regular old public butt fucking. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, 
we saw the the Green Bay Detroit game where the officials literally gave Green Bay an entire football game. <laughs> they just kept. I mean, it was it was ama- I mean, it was a Monday night game, so I mean, and it was Green Bay Detroit, so nobody outside of the Upper Midwest was going to watch that goddamn thing. So they just right. gave the game to Green Bay. So it's no witnesses. One of those things. Yeah, it's just no, no, yeah, no one cared. I mean, it's it's Detroit. Nobody cares ever. It's right. uh, t- it's a tale of capitalism and of democracy and football, and I, I just I can't. I just I can't say that the Vikings aren't going to be the next victim. I think they'll win on Sunday. I think they'll I think they, I do think they'll win out, but in case they fall on the road at San Diego or in case, you know, the refs steal the Green Bay game from us again at in Minnesota, well then, you know, that's just that's how it is. That's the world we live in now. It's diminished expectations. Your parents are going to live longer than you. What are you going to do about it? Nothing, because you can't do anything. So it's that's what it is. Merry Christmas. Man. <laughs> well, I just need to get it on the record that I believe, I believe in the team. You know me, super fan. I've been watching the All-22 I looked up the stats. They're seventh best offense and eighth best defense. That is a recipe for a deep playoff run. That's the extent of my analysis. It is. No further questions. Again, they're they're no a good football team. They're a very good football team. And it sounds like Thielen will be back this week, which really helps. Incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, you get an all pro receiver back rested for the stretch, but I love again, it. Again, it's I just don't know that it's going to be enough. Can he play cornerback? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Again, See, that's, just, that's the whole thing. That's not I helpful, mean, John. That's not helpful Jeez. at all. No. I will say you gotta believe. it would be maybe the most amazingly Minnesotan year of football ever. If the uh-huh. Gophers went ten and two but lost to Iowa and Wisconsin, and the Vikings went eleven and five but somehow missed the playoffs, it it yeah. makes a lot of sense. It really does make a lot of sense, right? Even when they're good, they still find a way to make us all sad. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Well, I think this is the time in the podcast where we'll leave uh, some open space here for you both to apologize to Kirk Cousins so, <laughs> when you're ready. Uh, he's 
Um, who knew that the secret to unlocking Kirk Cousins would just be roll him out? Yeah. And then he'll be fine. Just that do play out. action and he'll be fine. Who among and us? He's just going to be, now predicted. he's going to be good forever. He'll never, he'll never be bad. Right? That's how Kirk Cousins works. I All up from a, here. I'll, it seems obvious in retrospect that the best possible plan for any Vikings quarterback would be to design as many plays where he runs as far as he can get from the offensive line as fast as possible. <laughs> that just seems like it makes perfect sense when you think about it. I have a question for you guys. I think I've brought it up here before. I, and I swear to God, I, as, as a preface, I am not high. Okay? Okay. So a lot of these quarterbacks have just really strong arms that can throw the ball very far. The thing that's hard is a bunch of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, guys getting to him. So why would you not? Why hasn't one team tried like with with a terrible offensive line? Had uh, their center work on like a shotgun snap, except that Kirk Cousins is like where the punter usually is. Like he's fifteen yards back, and he's got tons of time to throw. He can get it wherever he needs to get it. The fifteen yards extra is not going to like be a a hindrance. It's not like he's not going to be able to now throw a you know a fifteen yard beyond that pass. Why don't – is it the risk of the fumble from the center that he's not going to be able to hike it? Because that seems weird. I don't understand why they wouldn't – a team wouldn't try that. Wouldn't try a 15-yard snap on every play? Yeah. Yeah. Give him just tons of time to uh, to run some routes. No pressure on the quarterback. Guaranteed. Well, it's – It would be amazing. I, I, I don't think that – in today's game, the 15-yard sprint by a defensive end takes as long as you think it would. And also, Well, it takes a little bit longer than a three-yard sprint. I'm just imagining what it would be like to be the quarterback and know that every defensive lineman is going to have a 15-yard running head start <laughs> at you. Yeah, but they can't, like, you know, murder him. Like, there was, like, what if there was only one bowling pin but ten bowling balls? I feel like you'd get a lot of strikes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right. I'm on board then. <laughs> when yes. you put it that way, it makes perfect sense. Yes. What if, man, there was only one pin, dude? The ten balls. Uh, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's something there. No, uh, I... I only ask, when this does happen... Will you publicly credit me for having this idea? I will say there's it makes less and less sense as the years go on about ever having your quarterback under center. Just why would you ever do that? Um It's so weird. The defenders are right next to you. Back up, man. There's also I I know that something that Mike Leach used to do a lot at Texas Tech and probably still does at Washington State when he didn't have much of an offensive line but wanted to give the quarterback a little more time, not only would they line up in the shotgun, but their offensive lineman would take super wide splits, like three yards between them. And that had the effect of spreading the, tending to spread the defensive line out a little bit. Obviously, they can line up in the gaps if they want, but then they would have constrained plays set up to run around them if they all tried to line up over the guard or whatever, so... There are yeah, I'm, there I'm are the some Mike things Leach you of this do. podcast. Yeah, exactly. No one denies Mike this. Leach. 
might you might not want to tell him about the punter snap thing or there's going to be some weirdness going on in Pullman, Washington. <sighs> okay, that's fair. I will not tell Mike Leach, although yep. we've heard from some people that he does listen to this. So if if there is a Minnesota sports podcast that Mike Leach listens to, I can virtually guarantee it's the sport. Of. 100%. Guaranteed. Almost, okay, almost so definitely. We left some time for you guys to apologize to Kirk Cousins, and now I would like uh, to leave some time for you guys to apologize to me for doubting my bro pick of Dan Hunter. <laughs> right. <laughs> that will definitely happen. Quick check-in on bros and turds, because I actually wrote this one down. Stu, Perfect. do you remember who your choices were? <laughs> I think I wrote these down wrong. I can't believe this actually happened, so I may have fucked it up. Well, I think my turd was the best running back in the NFL, so <laughs> let's 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 ignore that one. I don't remember how who my bro was, though. Somehow worse. Your bro is Chad Beebe. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So good. I seriously thought I messed it up, but yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That happened. Yeah, I was pretty down. I think we recall I was very down in the Vikings entering this year. So. You sure were. But I was Which up on the Gophers. So I, I was up on the Gophers. So that one turned out well. That's right. That's right. You except for the part that. where I said, except for the part where I said they would lose to Iowa but beat Wisconsin comfortably. Let's. Uh, we'll try not to talk about that. Ugh. Whoops. Well, I believe in the Vikings, uh, and but you're right. The weird thing is they're really good this year in a in a season when there's a bunch of amazing NFC teams. Yep. It's have not you guys great. watched? I've asked you this before, uh, John. I'll ask you, and this is probably going to run into a little bit of uh, dad life issues. But are you watching more NFL this year than usual? Less or the same? I I would say less. I feel like I'm watching weirder NFL in that. You're watching the weird NFL? I would say, just based on the scheduling of parenting, I would say 60% of my NFL viewing total has come on Monday and Thursday nights, which is extremely strange because when I was a kid and when we were all kids, Monday night football was the event of the NFL calendar. Playing on Monday night was exciting. Sunday night was... Mostly just a weird excuse to stay up till 11 watching the Vikings and the Bears play a barn burner on Sunday night. Yeah. But yeah. Monday night was the game, the thing you did. And now watching Monday night football, it's basically a slightly better version of Thursday night football. And Thursday night football is utter garbage that always features the Jacksonville Jaguars. So... I it's it's strange to have most of my football viewing come after my children have gone to bed on Monday night or Thursday night because most often you say, ah, oh, let's see what's going on. And then after three minutes of a Thursday night football game, you think, man, I sure hope there's something else on anywhere. And you end up watching. It's like, how many times can the Jaguars and Titans play each other in a right. season? I don't understand it. How do they play each other eight times yep. on Thursdays? The bills are. Why is it always in London? (laughs) It's always in London. I don't get it. So then you flip over to TNT and see, watch the Bucks play the Raptors for the fourteenth time this season. Somehow, it's odd how this stuff happens. 
Well, I think that's a shame. I I have watched more of it this year. I like the NFL again. Is it because your kids are more into the NFL this year? My kids don't give a shit no. about the NFL. They're highlights only. They're just not. They're not going to sit down and watch an actual game. They'll pop in for. I'll pause something and show them a touchdown, and they're just highlights only, man. That's how they roll, hmm. which is probably the right way to do it. Right. That red zone life. Um, but no, I, um, I've made it a point to watch the Chiefs when I can, because I like Mahomes, and I like watching Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson like, is so fun, man. He's just awesome. And uh, I guess those are the only two teams I've watched. But that's a pretty good – that's two teams. And then I try to catch mm-hmm. the Vikings and try to stay close as much as I can. I'm not – you know, it's been many years since my day has been ruined for even five minutes at the result of a football game, which I'm really happy about. But I still get a lot of entertainment value of watching it, more so this year than previous years. And, I, yeah, I don't exactly know why it's – I guess I don't remember this year any stories of, like, murder-suicides happening. And I can't quite recall this year if some dude has, like, thrown his pregnant girlfriend down the stairs. You know, that's the sort of stuff that really soured me for a while. And I think there's just kind of – the boys are staying out of trouble a little bit this year. Maybe that's been helpful. The Patriots are blatantly cheating again. That's always fun. In, a, in the dumbest manner possible. Right. Which is just beautiful. Just the stupidest shit in the whole world. None of it makes any sense. Why were you doing that? And why did you think that was you're going to get away with it? Morons. Why Someone's why does a millionaire pick a why does a millionaire pick a penny up off the sidewalk? Because that's right. how he got to be a millionaire. Why does Belichick oh. cheat? Because that's how he got to be Bill Belichick. Cuz he's Bill that's Belichick. That's the explanation. Yeah. That's the explanation you need. When you started that ex- razor says that's right. When you started that explanation, I honestly thought it was going to be a wildly inappropriate joke about Robert Kraft. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was saving up for his next hand. When job. you said "Why does a millionaire?" <laughs> I was bracing myself for where mm-hmm. you were going with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Pick up a no. penny off the sidewalk because that's how much this millionaire's hand jobs cost. Mm-hmm. It's not too oh, far off. Orchids of Asia. Not too far off. You know, it's a good bargain. I have to say, <laughs> he knows how to find a good bargain. Mm-hmm. Although he took, he, didn't he take his private jet down there? So maybe not yeah. so much. The carbon footprint on that hand job was large. <laughs> yep, hand job good, footprint bad. That's the too long didn't probably version of this podcast. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> and can't put hand job in the title, probably. So, no, oh well. no, not yet, or not. Uh, oh, I don't think so. Not yet. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> not well. Just the intrigue of like Jesus. What do you mean not? What does he mean by that? Is he going <laughs> to put it in a future title? <laughs> oh. I'm going to just, not yet, and then just move on. Um, all right, that's all the football talk I have. Any more pigskin from you guys? No. Those are the Unfor- big things. I know, I, I, I know what's coming next, and none of it's good. So Have the Twins? Yeah, I was just going to say. Have the Twins signed a pitcher yet? Yeah. Oh no! Uh, They've done yeah. nothing. Well, They've, I wouldn't the, uh, say nothing, John. They've uh, what? What? It's the most wonderful time of the year in my book, which mm-hmm. is a free agent signs elsewhere, and four seconds later, a quote, a quote tweet from Doogie saying the Twins were interested as well. Right. The best. 
Yeah. Every single guy. Oh, twins were in on him. Oh, the yeah. twins like that guy. The uh, the uh, headline from today that was really disheartening was the Dodgers disappointed that they couldn't outbid Garrett the Yankees for Garrett Cole because they apparently didn't offer him the state of California. Uh, they're going to go all in on Madison Bumgarner, who is one of the Twins' targets, and the end result of a bidding war between the Dodgers and the Minnesota Twins is too obvious to require elaboration. He gone. No, that's, yeah, he's, that's, and it, it's not even that, you know, the Twins could probably out, I mean, well, they absolutely can outbid anybody. They, the poll ads have more money than God. They can afford all the free agents in the market, and it's a rounding error for the poll ads. But if you're Madison Bumgarner and it's like a difference of like, you know, two million a year over four years, are you gonna choose California or Minnesota? Anyone who says Minnesota is lying for one and for two, C point one. Uh what about like is maybe he's got like that boof bonser thing going on where he actually loves like fishing and the outdoors and being in the woods and shit and he actually hates he seems like a guy that might hate California. Is that possible? It's the yeah, only guy well, we're going to get is some historic uh, red ass hick. His, yeah, he, but he's played there his whole life. Uh, at some point, if it was really that bad, he would have left at some point, you know? Right, right. Shit. Well, I'm out. Yeah. There was the other guy that was on the Dodgers. I don't even know how to say his name. RYU. He's not coming. No way. Uh, I think that's the other. I mean, that's the only other guy I think that's in that top tier that the Twins are interested in. But here's where not having Gleeman on really hurts us because one, we could have asked him about movies, and two, at, off mic, we could have asked him about baseball stuff. That's right. We he would never actually give us good information while no. recording. That's would be no, rude. and we wouldn't. To we be, wouldn't ask him of that because we're not, we're not that rude either. To be oh, fair to Aaron, God, could you imagine? To be fair to Aaron, oh, well. he does record an awful, awfully long podcast and write multiple articles every week detailing exactly what he thinks about everything. So it's hard to criticize him for not giving us better information. I enjoy ignoring all of that and then asking him a very basic question as if I'm the only person to ever be like, hey, so what are their potential targets this year? And then have him try to keep a straight face, be like, fucking idiot. Uh, what? The best part would be what if you, do for you texted him or emailed him that. <laughs> hey, Aaron, I was just yes. wondering if you could maybe... Hey, bud. Who do you think the best possible about writing a story about <laughs> for the Twins this offseason? I'm just curious. Good to hear from you. It's just... I am going to start texting him story pitches of just the stupidest things <laughs> on the planet. You ever thought about ranking like the minor league guys for the Twins? You know, like a rank order yeah. article. You should think about can, doing I, that or just looking into him anyway. Just maybe a few details <laughs> so about I, every one of them. Just a little right if up. I had to, <laughs> if I had to look it up, I, my last text to John Bonus was about craft beer. My last text to Aaron Gleeman was about Chinese food in Northeast Minneapolis. So you know yeah. that I know, you know that I am you. really focused on baseball when I'm talking to the, the two guys who actually know shit about baseball that actually talk to us. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I love those guys. Ah, we're idiots. Just the dumbest. Oh, we're dumb. Oh, God. Brutal. 
Speaking of brutal, so, yeah, twi- let's talk about the nothing Minnesota Timberwolves. Nothing good's going to happen for the Twins. Speaking um, of nothing good ever happening. Speaking of brutal. Do you, do you want to just, do you want five minutes, Brandon? You can. Just take it. We're 42 minutes in roughly. You can take five minutes here. Just go go off, King. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure they've now lost like five or six games in a row. Six in a row. They Six in a row. They started out like, I'm just going to make it up, like 12 and 8 or something. 11 and 7. Something like promising and decent. And they had the makings of a competitive team. They had their superstar in Towns. They finally had their second fiddle in Wiggins. And then a bunch of other guys around them were were decent complimentary players. Covington and Culver and Okogie and Teague and on down the line. Um, But Andrew Wiggins, it turns out, turned back into a pumpkin. And he sucks again. And the season is now over. And their defense has been horseshit all six of these games. Can I read you? So we all know that in the NBA, you give up about 100 points, you got a pretty good chance to win. Your chances start disappearing much above that. I would like to read you the opponent scores from this six game losing streak 115, 121. 139, 142, 125, 127. They gave up 127 to the Jazz tonight. And if you've been paying any attention to the NBA, the Jazz typically have been scoring like 72 points a game. (laughs) They fucking suck. The Jazz went in three entire games without making a field goal. Right. Shutouts. Full-on shutouts. And we just are so good at making... Other teams look like offensive juggernauts. Here's a here's a an old an old tale, an old quote. If you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. This is the analogy of the Wolves defense. If eventually every team is red hot against you, it's your fucking fault. <laughs> right. I've seen a bunch of like, oh wow man, these guys can't miss a shot tonight. Yeah, they're wide open. And it's hard to miss dunks. It's just not going to happen. So I don't know who to blame for this um, in general, but Towns is probably overrated defensively. Wiggins, again, is a pumpkin. Saunders doesn't seem to have a whole lot of uh, understanding of what he should be doing. Maybe it's just a bad blip, but uh, it's been tough, man. It's been tough to watch. And one of the games that got stolen from them from Chris Paul, that narc, called a jersey violation uh one of the lamest things i've ever seen so that was maybe just bad luck but then towns made the free throw that he was supposed to miss now how do you fucking accidentally make a free throw he also he also missed the one that he was supposed to make yeah yeah so he knows how to miss and then even after all of that the Timberwolves still allowed the other team to score with 1.1 on the clock and get the ball all the way down the floor so Right, which I knew was going to happen because Jeff Teague was the one playing defense on him. And if there's no one on earth who gives up more blatantly than Jeff Teague, that dude was that dude just said, like, I don't even need to start anymore. I'm just fine coming off the bench. And he was totally fine with it. He just doesn't care, which is, I guess, you know, 
props for the honesty. <laughs> but they're like, hey, you got to get back because otherwise, all you have to do, Jeff Teague, is go stand on the other side of the court under the basket. And he was like, nah, I'm going to stay here. They're like, yeah, but the other guy's going to throw it, and you're the only deep guy. So if you could just, before he shoots his free throw, just go back to the other. He goes, no, I don't want to. It gets burned. It's insane. Could be a long winter for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Yep. It it could you be. Made a, you, made uh, a four, you, you made it four minutes, Brandon, by the way. That was four minutes. So my last minute I will spend saying uh, that Jarrett Culver is maybe kind of fun. That could be cool. Uh, it seems like there's enough. It seems like again, I'm I'm trusting our guy uh, Gilda Radner to make a trade or two, and there could be some some action happening. They could get rid of Teague, or they could do some they could do some things. Um, if they go through this trade deadline with like nothing, like zero, that's gonna be I'm gonna be very sad, very very sad because they talk a big game about working some stuff on the margins, and this trade deadline is kind of how you do it, especially when this team is. Clearly not really going anywhere. Uh, they could get hot and sneak into the 7 or 8 seed just because the West is a little more top-heavy this year. But that's kind of it. So trade deadline is the thing that I care about. The end. Anything else? Nope. Your five minutes are up, sir. Okay. John, uh, what, what about hockey, John? <laughs> John. The Wild are an extremely strange team, and now everyone's hurt on that team. So, they, they... What do you mean strange, John? Aren't, isn't this about the most normal Wild thing to ever happen? They're the worst in the league, and then they're the best in the league, and they keep doing this for nine months, and then they sneak into the playoffs as a seven seed, and they either win a playoff series or lose one, and we do it all over again. They're just... They're not very good... But they keep mm-hmm. getting points in every game they play somehow. So money in the bank, baby. They've lost more games than they've won. Still, you, you can you can be excited about getting points in eleven out of twelve games or whatever, or twelve out of thirteen or whatever it is. But they still somehow manage to lose almost half of those games. So it's not all that exciting. Um. The, the loser point is not exactly a reason to jump out of your chair and get excited. They just sort of, they grind it out and they try to grind out wins. And the the best thing that's happened to the Wild this year to make them better is an utterly awful thing. In that their, their starting goaltender, Devin Dubnik, was struggling terribly. And then his his wife got some unspecified health condition. And so he had to basically stop playing to take care of her. And we still don't know what it is. And it's a terrible, terrible story. And they've gotten slightly improved goaltending with Dubnik out um, from Alex Stalock, the backup, and his his backup as well. And so that really has probably been the difference for them. And that's not a good reason to get excited about the Wild. It's morbid. Yeah. Also worth pointing out that uh, Dubnik also got lit up online by, you know, the best hockey fans in America uh, for 
being a pussy and not playing through his wife's sickness. Um, who did that? Who yeah. saw that? Who which, said that? Which I guess it, it prevented them from doing racist memes on Facebook about LeBron James being soft, but, I mean, it's still pretty bad. Give me the name, Stu. Was it Giles? It wasn't Giles. Giles knows better. No, it was not Giles. It was neither uh, Giles or the goalie. It was, like, guys with, like, you know, John Mega zero four two zero six six four six two flag emoji flag emoji like just you know those Eagle those type patriots so. 69420 yeah i got yeah, so i got to yeah. ask you i know that these are straw men but why are we even talking about those people ignore those people those people are not worth uh, your time uh, well, those people yeah well th- those people are also present under the united states right now so we sort of can't ignore them but that's neither here nor there is it john hold on i have to sigh for 14 minutes straight yeah, that's... Yes, that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, yep. Okay, so this is just the same old story with the Wild, yeah? They're they're scuffling around. They're scuffling around to playoff spots. Scrapping, they're, like us. They, they've had some injuries lately, and that's going to be tough. Jared Spurgeon's out for a while. Miko Koivu's, Koivu's been out. Eric Stahl looks like he's going to be out for a while. And I recognize that these are guys who have a lot of critics, but... The guys who are behind them aren't better, so I don't, I I don't, I don't see it getting a lot better than scuffling around two, three points out of a playoff spot for a while. I'm going to ask you my uh, beloved annual question, John. That's one of my favorite traditions. Um, <laughs> is there any awesome young guy for us to get excited about nope. with the Wild? Nope, not at all. All the guys are your age every year. Everybody awesome. on the team is your age. Bunch of Tanner Morgans, and, huh? Yeah, it's nothing but Tanner <laughs> Morgans as far as the eye can see. And I'll, I'll ask my follow up to John: Is that do they have any like veterans with large contracts they can maybe pick up here at the trade deadline? Wait, hold on, I'm not done with my 14 minutes of sighing yet. <laughs> this is part of it. Yeah. <sighs> it, yeah. We started talking about the wild, which is usually the part of the podcast where I feel like I come to life. But now that we're into it, I feel, I find that I don't want to talk about it at all. No further questions. Don't make me think about the Minnesota wild. That's fine. I'm going to the game tomorrow night though. So that'll be fun. First of the year. First one of the year. Yes. Kids. Well, that'll be fun. No kids. What are you talking about? Why would I bring a three year old and a six month old to a hockey game? It's my happy place. You asshole. Uh, Okay, hey, uh, do you, hey, Quinny, do you want to go to Tom Reed's and have a guy from Anoka in a wild sweater yell at you for a while? <laughs> That'll be fun. It only costs you $700 for a seat. <laughs> she would be utterly disappointed when we got to the game and Goldie Gopher was not there. That's the one thing same. she's excited about when it comes to sports. Extremely same. And she's genuine. she's genuinely angry at me. When we have English Shocker or something on at home and Goldie Gopher is not on the game. And I explained to her that at no point Goldie will be showing up. And she's just furious with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I get and it. you're like, but look, but look, those two sets of fans are shooting flares at each other. And the Goldie. <laughs> isn't that fun? Honey, Come on, Quinn, you love fun? flares. A full beer bottle. <laughs> Incredible. Look at it go. It sure looks like there's a trampoline coming, Quinny. 
Oh, no. Um, do you get to a lot of wild games? No, one or two a year. Yeah. I haven't been to one in many years. Really? Why not? I don't know. Lazy? <laughs> All right. As long as it's a personal failing on your part, I'll allow it. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's an MP. That's a my problem. Stu, have you been to one now that you live next door to the Excel Center? Our goal is to get to a couple this year. Just haven't gotten there yet. I will. I, I want to mention something regarding an advertisement I heard on the radio the other night, and I haven't actually looked up the details for this. But this radio ad was for Wild Tickets, and it was for what they were calling a five-game pack. And the point of the ad was it couldn't be easier. You, you, it, it offers Wild fans the flexibility they need. Just pick the games and seats you want. It's that easy. And I thought, isn't that just what buying tickets is? I don't think I need a five-game pack wow. to pick the games so and the convenient. seats I want. That's not really a five-game pack. What you're doing is making me buy well, tickets to five this games. Is, it's incredible. Each one of these tickets comes with a barcode, <laughs> and you get to use that barcode to walk into that stadium, and a reserved seat is waiting for you on the other side. <laughs> There's going to be an usher this year. It's going to be great. Sit and anywhere you want you as can long purchase. as it's this specific seat. <laughs> As long as you're in this seat, sit on the edge of it, the back of it, fold it over and stand. It's really up to you. It's truly, a whole new deal. Truly, it is the flexibility they need as it's a wild incredible. fan. A pack of <laughs> games. I, I've never heard of such a thing. Never, never in my life. Here, I thought that I had to buy a share of the team to be allowed into the stadium. But Wait it minute, turns I out. Individual. Woo. That, That's amazing. This limited Black Friday-esque deal, one time only. I'm allowed to buy a ticket to only one game. It's wonderful. Well, speaking of St. Paul, Stu, I want to hear about city living. As a person who just bought a home and is dealing with buying rugs and furniture and mounting TVs and changing outlet covers and light fixtures, electrocuting myself twice even, just, I want to hear it. Just, mm-hmm. Stu, fuck me up, man. Just really make me sad. Um, Let's see. Oh, our uh, our dryer was making like a rattling noise, and I couldn't quite figure out what it was. Oh, no. So we, we, we called the, the, the super of the building, and they came over and fixed it, and it cost us zero dollars and zero cents. Ugh. You didn't just like sit on the couch and drink a beer while they were working, did you? Um, I was actually. I, I was actually. They came over on a uh, Wednesday, so I was actually working from home. So I was in my jammy pants, and oh. I had uh, Derusha, Derusha was on, and uh, you got just, Derush involved. Damn, that sounds. Had, good. Der, had Derusha on uh, in my jammy pants, and he came over, fixed it, and it was done. Yeah, that's. The I didn't have of... to. I, I didn't have to fix it myself, so I didn't have Jesus. any labor hours. And let's be honest, I probably couldn't have fixed it myself, and um, I didn't have to pay somebody to to fix it. So, and I didn't have to replace a dryer. That's one of those combo ones, so it's a stacked hmm. deal. So you probably would have to replace both a washer and a dryer. Yeah, and I didn't have to do that. So, um, in addition to not having to drive in a snowstorm on Monday morning. Um, I didn't have to pay for a new appliance. 
So that sounds pretty um, good, but it doesn't quite sound as good as I realized one of the light switches in my bedroom was connected to the electrical outlet that my alarm clock is plugged in plugged into. So oh, every time my kids came in or my wife decided to turn the lights on and off, my alarm clock reset. So I had to reset my alarm clock like I don't know, twenty five times in a week. Isn't that fun? That's better. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Discover stuff. Yeah, it's like great. That. I, th- I think it's awesome. Yeah. Just not huh. one of those little microaggressions that eventually drives you to the depths of madness. It's just a thing that's fun. No, oh, like just life like, in these uh, United States. Painted. Uh, we painted uh, the house, and then uh, decided to get a new TV, and then took the old TV off the stupid mount thing that the old people had in. And yeah, there's no paint behind the TV. And the new TV is a different size, so you know now we got to find the paint and and repaint it uh, part of a wall ourselves. Little stuff. It's beautiful. Just these little That's tiny great. miracles that happen every mm-hmm. day. And uh, and we went in the kitchen and um, opened up one of the cabinets, and you know the hinge just fell completely off. So who knows how to do? You know, find a new hinge, I suppose, and uh, fill that in. So you know. Yeah, I just want to yeah. burn it all down. I want to burn it all down to the very ground and then come move next door to you. Sure. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll have gleams so, uh, and bonus over. Talk <laughs> some Chinese yeah. food. I mean, they both currently both live in, in like apartments and or condos. So it's, uh, they would understand. John they can stop it. by after the wild game. Be a whole night of it. Wait, how come I can't move into the apartment building where you do nothing but drink with stew? That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, once this uh, this podcast money starts rolling in, we should just do that anyway. That's right. Just keep our houses, and then I'll just be kind of a you know kind of a clubhouse feel. <laughs> just hang, just a hang space, a hang pad. Like it. Go Vikings! Great idea. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it sounds so good, Stu. I'm definitely going to be doing that soon. Well, not soon, but someday. Someday, I, think, I, I believe in you, and I'm certain you can do it. I've never not wanted to do it, so I think that's a pretty good sign that it'll happen, right? I'll still be me oh, yeah. in 15 years. I mean, obviously, Danielle wants to do it. I don't think there's any getting around that. She absolutely wants to do that. So I think if you just got to get on board a little bit, Fitzy and Jonesy just got to get a little bit older, you'll be good. You'll yeah. Be good. Urban life. Here we come. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get one of those See? giant countdown clocks, and I'm just going to set it to count down to like Labor Day 2037 or 2038 or whatever when all of my kids yeah. leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> like a doomsday clock, yep. but for like the opposite reason. Yeah. And eventually my kids will be old enough to ask why it's up there. And I won't tell them exactly, but they'll figure it out. I love that yeah. fleeting time. Just you keep everybody a little bit on edge. There's yeah. Some sort of countdown that dad's got going for the day I graduate high school. That's pretty creepy. Label it the happiness like it. clock. There it is. Keep it on. Yeah. Yep. Starts with a super frown face, and every year it kind of right. starts to peek up a little bit. The color just subtly changes from the bright red uh to green as the years yeah. tick by that's exactly Ooh. what i need that's right yep that's right well this was 
This really lifted my spirits. Nothing like a good, uplifting dad life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The sports are bad, but at least our houses are also bad. At least our houses are crumbling. Stu's happy, though. Stu is happy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I want to clip that one second of the podcast and somehow... Stu is happy. <laughs> somehow make it part of Twitter. I don't know. I don't know how to. Oh, I wish I could. Sometimes, only been producing that's a podcast a great man, for seven years. That's a great man once said. Sometimes it do be like that. Sometimes it do. All right. Well, I am out of words. It's getting late. What do you guys think? Should we uh, should we talk again in like six months? <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, probably should see how the see how this whole Viking situation ends. See if we yeah. somehow none of us none none of us were negative enough is going to be what it turned out. By the next oh, time we course. have a podcast, the Viking season will be over and the twin season will be going. So that'll be good. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, that works. All right. Well, let's sign off then. Good talking to you, fellas, All right. and uh, we'll see you soon. Good evening, Savvy. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.